Welcome to the Outcomes Rocket Podcast, where we inspire collaborative thinking, improved outcomes, and business success with today's most successful and inspiring healthcare leaders and influencers. And now your host, Saul Marquez. Outcomes Rocket listeners, welcome back once again to the Outcomes Rocket Podcast, the podcast where we chat with today's most inspiring and successful healthcare leaders. Today, we have an outstanding guest. His name is Nikita Bernstein. He's the CEO and founder at JOMI, that is the Journal of Medical Insight. The Journal of Medical Insight seeks to improve outcomes through publication of videos of cutting edge and standard of care surgical procedures. Nikita's got a really interesting background. He comes to us from outside of medicine, but tons of insights that will help make the system better. Nikita, I want to welcome you to the show today. Thanks. Thanks for having me. I'm flattered and honored by your introduction. Not sure about the insights, but I will certainly try. <laughs> uh, hey, and so tell me something. You know, you, you had a successful career building the, your previous company at Jove. And uh, you decided to get into medicine about five years ago. What made you make the switch? It wasn't so much of a switch. I've always wanted to impact healthcare, right? Like, and I've always wanted to make a difference, right? Like, especially watching my parents immigrate, watching kind of everything that's happening. Really, I love the idea of making a difference on something, right? Like something meaningful. So it was very difficult for me to get excited about a corporate gig. So entrepreneurship was a way to have a lot more influence that is proportional to how good a job you do. Because if you do a crappy job, then no one gives you influence. That's the way it works. And when we started Jove with Moshe, he actually invited me. It was his idea. I was the co-founding CTO at Jove. The intention was to build something that improves quality of research, right? It was to solve the reproducibility of experiments. And uh, my idea behind this was that as we would grow, eventually we would expand into medicine. Unfortunately, Moshe and I both had our heads in not the right place. Got it. <laughs> with, with respect to a lot of things. He's a very particular character. I'm a very particular character. He's very good at driving things, but from a management perspective, we had very different ideas on how a company should be managed. His idea is very like top down. My idea was very bottom up. And that in combination with a few other factors triggered a massive disagreement between us. So long story short, there was no opportunity for us to do improvement of care from a video journal perspective in healthcare. Now that I've been doing this for a while, it's a very different beast, very different requirements, very different operations. There is certainly some overlap. You hold cameras in both, but that's about where the similarities end. And uh, after we kind of hit our snags in terms of our relationship and how we run the company with Moshe Jove, I spent about two years developing an idea around how a company should be managed. And then I put it into the foundation of Jomi. So I've always wanted to have impact on quality of care. I did not want to specialize. Being an entrepreneur, I, I feel like an entrepreneur is someone who just doesn't have enough focus to be a surgeon. <laughs> <laughs> right? Like I, I focus, that's for sure. Right. And it definitely beats work ethic into you if you don't have it, entrepreneurship that is. But I like creating 
something that impacts things. And there are different types of entrepreneurs. There are entrepreneurs who do a lot of calculation beforehand and they go, they raise money, they go in a very kind of, not necessarily formulaic manner, but in a very systematic and smart approach. And the risk there is more managed, but the uh, I would argue that the value also is is limited. I am sure. more of a like, oh, hey, that shiny thing. Let me give it a shot. So what do I know how to do? I know how to do a video journal. I also know that there's a problem with healthcare because, well, who doesn't know that? So speaking of that, Nikita, what would you say a hot topic that should be on every medical leader's agenda today? And how is Jomi addressing that? I think outcomes. This is not meant to placate you or your podcast in any (laughs) way, shape or form. But I was, so being an outsider, I have a particularly different view on things. And looking into the system, I was blown away. I mean, what was my expectation? My expectation is that I would come into this bastion of ethics and the decisions around care and delivery of care is driven by outcomes, driven by data. And that is not what is happening. That is not what I'm observing, right? Hospitals across the street can't talk to each other. Uh, You have people in the name of HIPAA compliance vaccine things, which don't get me started. And the decisions should be done based on like, what is the probability of success? What is the history of success for a particular practitioner, for a particular cohort of patients? How do I fit into that cohort? And really that should be driving things. And what we have is not that at all. I, I was shocked the fact that it is effectively, it feels to me like a combination of expert opinion with very inefficient flow of information. And as a publisher, my role is to try to improve the flow of information. Eventually, hopefully, I believe mar- there should be no such thing as marketing in medicine, right? Uh, certainly in some domains or in some subdomains, but where the outcome is a person lives or dies, marketing should have no play in it. It should be all data-driven. Um, Nikita, yeah, you you bring up an interesting point, right? Like you come into the industry from the outside and you're expecting to see good flow. And for the most part, you're seeing not the case, you know, no outcomes-based medicine. There are institutions out there doing it, but you're just surprised by all of these things that are are really not working the way that you felt they should be. Can you give the listeners an example of what Jomi is doing, your journal, to do things differently and improve outcomes? So our goal is to be the window into the practice of high volume, top practicing surgeons. Like for example, the most recent article we published is a total knee done by Dr. Scott. And he's done over 2000 of these procedures. This also serves to preserve knowledge because he has recently retired in my understanding. And the goal of Jomi is to really impact outcomes by creating a bridge to high volume surgeons where that is relevant, right? Like, and where is that relevant? So residency training, right? So that's the most natural one. You are a resident, you wake up in the morning, you're preparing for a case. Wouldn't it be good to be able to watch a case performed by a high volume surgeon? Trauma, you don't know what's going to come in necessarily. You don't have a lot of time to prepare. So we film trauma at Brigham and Women's. For rare procedures, we film the colloidal extrophy repair. That's one in every quarter of a million births. It's very hard to be a high volume surgeon when it's such a rare condition. Uh, Novel procedures, right? So we filmed Dr. Reinhorn, who did a uh, novel approach on 
how to ending ulnar hernia repair. Or we filmed Dr. Ratner at Mass General who did his poem, Minimally Invasive Procedure, that is focused on, it's a peroral endoscopic myotomy. And it's, it's something where you know, Dr. Ratner is a pioneer. Or right now we just released an article by Dr. Zanati. It's, it's a cardiac case, which it was pretty fascinating. He mentioned to us that he is using a thoracotomy to do what right now is generally done through a full stenotomy, right? Like, and that's a very different profile for recovery, right? His okay. patients are out in two days, whereas with a full stenotomy, it takes a while to heal up. And there are certainly other complications that come with cracking over your chest. Absolutely. And Nikita, so what you're yeah. saying is Jomi puts together videos of high volume surgeons and you share best practices through the video medium in order to help improve outcomes. And you've got all these amazing specialties that you've already captured. Kudos to your team. You've been able to not only go deep, but also broad in these subjects. Tell us a little bit about maybe who's using you and, and what kind of an impact it's making on them. Maybe some, a success story. Sure, sure. So I feel like there are a lot and it's going to be hard to cover, <laughs> cover all of it in, uh, in a short period of time. But one of the things that we decided to do very differently from the very beginning is most publishers, they charge based on access, right? So you want access to content, you pay me, I give you access. What we did is we flipped that. I would like to think that we're trailblazing with the idea of value-based publishing or value-based sales, uh, meaning that anyone can access our content. All they need to do create is create an account. And this gives us an incredible view into where we're creating value. So for example, when patients create accounts, we don't charge them. They have enough to worry about. But it's interesting to interact with them. And what I didn't realize is that preoperative anxiety affects postoperative outcomes. So we've had multiple instances where we had interactions with patients who told us like, look, we've watched the procedure and it made us much more comfortable with, with the case. So thank you for that. We've seen spikes in usage for medical students, especially third and fourth years. Uh, one case comes to mind where in Israel, a medical student discovered us and then shared it with all of his friends. And then we had a spike of a tremendous spike of usage there. And this is an example of cross-continental knowledge transfer where all of a sudden you're far away from, medical student from Israel is not going to be able to travel to Mass General, right? And that actually leads into rural context and rural usage, right? Especially like one of the use cases in, is uh, in Australia, you have vast distances. If you're now able to access training material when you're far away from any major medical center, it could be tremendously useful. Uh, one of my Favorite, favorite, favorite examples is we had one of our trauma videos taken to Haiti after the tragedy that happened there. Yes. And there's a picture on our blog of a room full of residents. They're all watching this video. And apparently, you know, the session lasted two hours. This was in 2015. And it was an article by Dr. Weaver, Michael Weaver at Brigham and Women's. And it took them two hours to watch our video. And I'm not sure if they actually even finished it. And that was an example of right there on the ground having an impact. One of the things that I am trying to push for right now is actually to quantify the impact that we're having, to make sure that we're not just 
you know, releasing pretty pictures. Because I do think it's fair to say that we are probably the premier resource for surgical video right now of the sort. There are a number of other resources of varying quality. Some of them are, are pretty good, but I think we're the only ones who are this systematic and this good from when you t- talk incision to closure. But the question is, what are the outcomes of the resource? Are we making a slightly better resource for residents and medical students and attendings, you know, across vast distances? Or are we impacting care from an outcomes perspective in some quantified manner? So Dr. Scott at Duke Medical Center, who is working with us on the head and neck surgery, he's right now putting together questionnaires to identify how much the videos are helping prepare for cases for residents. We're also right now beginning a collaboration with Howard with a general surgery residency there where there's going to be questionnaires that are going to, again, measure the improvement. And my hope is to eventually work with EHR systems and people who understand operations. So for example, there's a a venture out of the Harvard Innovation Lab called Avantgarde Health. And what they do is they build dashboards for hospitals, right? So if we're able to, it's one thing to build a dashboard, but then there's an action item. Right. So these are the surgeons who are able to deliver really great care. These are the surgeons who need improvement. Now let's build a window to surgeons who are delivering great care and see if there is actually improvement. Because quite possibly, our resource is not really bringing that much value. And if that's the case, I don't really want to be here. Right. Because uh, <laughs> I mean, you only live once. You want to measure. Right. I want, I want to measure. And your impact. I want to not be full of crap. <laughs> you know, like as and, an entrepreneur, and, I feel like that's, that's every entrepreneur's fear is like, if I'm investing this much of my heart and soul into this yes. and I've made such ridiculous sacrifices, which, you know, not to beat my chest, but I paid a pretty high price to get here, especially given that we did not raise money from VCs or corporate in order to maintain our kind of ethos and independence. And so a message to the listeners, I don't think that words could do justice for the videos and the resources that the folks at Jomi, him, Nikita and his team that they've put together, but uh, just go to the website and it's amazing what these guys have been able to, guys and gals have been able to capture. Urology, pediatric surgery, neurosurgery, odor, odor, I can't even pronounce it. Auto, <laughs> auto laryngology, laryngology. Yeah. <laughs> head and neck, <laughs> orthopedic trauma, the orthopedics. So, uh, if you're a resident working your way into the healthcare space, take a look at this. If you're just an administrator, you know you're an administrative executive, and you want to go and you want to do your your rounds. You know you want to do your leadership rounding before you go stop by the orthopedic surgeons. Pop up Jomi and check out what those guys are doing. Get an appreciation for it. And then go in there, use some terminology that'll help you hit it off with them in a good way. The resources that are out there that these guys are creating at Jomi is, are just phenomenal. And kudos to you, Nikita, for taking the time. And, and it's just amazing how much content you guys have. Thank you. We're actually, so to help your listeners kind of prepare for what we have and kind of adequately use us, we're very strong on general surgery. We're very strong on orthopedics. We're very strong on head and neck. Uh, neurosurgery, we have some content. We don't have a lot of content yet. Right now, we're at a stage where we're growing significantly. And for listeners, the URL is very simple. It's jomi.com, J-O-M-I.com. Love it. You guys have a lot of exciting things. So Nikita, at this point, I want to do a little thing. We're going to pretend you and I are 
putting together a medical leadership course on sure. what it takes to be successful in medicine. The 101 course or the ABCs of Nikita Bernstein. So what I'd like to do is take an outsider's perspective on this. It'd be really fun to do it with you. And so what would you think the best way to improve healthcare outcomes is? I need to be very careful to your listeners. I don't know what I'm doing to a certain <laughs> extent in healthcare. Like I'm a complete outsider. So please, please, please take what I say with a grain of salt. Not that you would do otherwise, but I really am very naive about these things, which does give me a different viewpoint. But I apologize if anything I say comes off as stupid. So that being said, it feels like the most important thing in this day and age is focus on outcomes. It is collection of data, sharing of data, and then acting on that data. To the EHR providers, I think it's really important to ensure that APIs are available so that there are players that can integrate your data into cohorts to help drive decision-making. Yes, there's all sorts of problems around data quality, of the data is collected differently, et cetera, et cetera. But fundamentally, I think what can improve quality of care is two things. One is focus on outcomes. And the other is the, right now, I think one of the things that is not being talked about that I think is one of the very important fundamental drivers of change is change in management practices, change in business structures. For example, the shift from long cycle to short cycle peer-based assessments where one of my mentors told me, you know, you give up power to gain influence. Uh, one of the things that I hear quite often in medical contexts is the way that practice happens, that teamwork becomes very important, that the way that people interact becomes very important. And here, I think it's very important for, especially for administrators, to empower the physicians, the nurses, the practitioners to ensure that there is peer accountability around practice of medicine, tying it back again into outcomes. Oh, um, man. That's a great yeah. message. And so what would you say the one area of focus that should drive all else in the company? I can say what drives us at Jomi. And again, we're a very particular breed of entrepreneurs. We have a particular equity structure, a particular process for recruiting, etc. What drives us is the potential for impact. I think if it turns out that Jomi is just making pretty pictures, most of us will walk away no matter how much money we're making. So I think building the love for the thing you're building allows you to deal with everything else. Right. And certainly within the company, we, we have different loves, right? Some people really love the video production aspect. Some people mm -hmm. really love the storytelling aspect. Some people really love the process of engaging with hospitals and engaging with the community. Some of us, I, I got to confess, I mean, we get a huge kick out of when people ask us what we do. Oh, yeah, we do the uh, best quality of surgical video in the world. And they look at us like, wait, wait really? We're like, yeah, we film at Mass General and Brigham Women's and... Yeah, Jomi.com. That's what we do. That's, that's, <laughs> Jomi.com. That's, that's yeah, <laughs> you know, uh, check it out. We make overly explicit videos. Uh, I love it. <laughs> no, that's great, man. Um, and so, but that love for the, for the thing, I think, is super important. With another thing that I think is very important that should be paid attention to is that people should feel that they're being treated fairly. And that, I think, is the one of the things, those things in Russia have an expression, a spoonful of tar will ruin a barrel full of honey. 
There you so go. Keeping it's a good open expression. culture is open culture with a focus on why you're here. Super, super important as a driver. Ah, thank you, Nikita. That's a great message. And what book would you recommend to our listeners? I think one of my biggest challenges as I grew and one of the biggest mistakes that I made as an entrepreneur is I used to send really long emails, especially when I was in disagreement with my partners, which now in retrospect was absolutely mad. No wonder I wouldn't have been able to stand me if in those situations. So <laughs> I think the one book I would really urge anyone, entrepreneur, not entrepreneur, I would really urge people to read Getting to Yes. It's negotiation 101. It's, and it's not even negotiation so much as it is like, dude, get out of your head and try to understand why people are doing what they do. What is driving them? Nobody wakes up in the morning to screw other people. I mean, I'm sure there are some people who do it, right? But the majority of people are good people who are just trying to get by and be happy. Right. right? No, I love it. Getting to yes. Uh, do you remember the author? Uh, Leon Uris. Leon Uris. So Outcomes yeah. Rocket listeners, there you have it. All the things that we discussed in the show, you'll be able to find on outcomesrocket.com slash Nikita. That's N-I-K-I-T-A. And you'll see the show notes, links to the books, links to jomi.com. Oh, I'm, I'm so sorry. It is actually not Leon Uris. It is Roger Fisher and William Uri. There you and have Bruce it. Patton. So no need Sorry. to write it down. Just check out the show notes and you'll be able to find it. So, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry for interrupting. No, no, it's okay. Before we conclude, can you just share one closing thought and the best place where the listeners can get a hold of you? So I will give you two thoughts. The first one is since we're on a the podcast, the quality of resources that you use and the ability to deliver care is, you know, ability to deliver great care is why we're all here. So I would urge all physicians to certainly take a look at what we're doing and to all administrators to ensure that you have a process to assess the impact of resources as you're purchasing them and really understand the quality of care that you're able to deliver vis-a-vis the resources that you have. And for those who are considering entrepreneurship, since I, I do have a little bit of that perspective, you know, you only live once. Don't do things that you would regret and don't not do things that you would regret not doing. So <laughs> yeah, love what you do. It's super important. And uh, if you're not excited about what you're doing, probably time to change course. But if you are in healthcare and you are an entrepreneur, I think we all owe it to each other and to the ecosystem to really focus on outcomes because at the end of the day, there's little else that matters. You can't really take money to the grave. So there's that. If you'd like to get in touch with me, send an email to nikita at jomi.com. That is N-I-K-I-T-A at J-O-M-I.com. Or you can just send an email at, to contact at jomi.com if uh, that's easier. And Certainly, you can find me on Twitter, on LinkedIn, wherever. I'd be delighted to meet anyone. In particular, I'd be delighted to meet physicians who are interested in working with us, either in publishing with us and helping us understand how to distribute our content. And we're also looking right now for physician investors who can help us grow. So if you're a physician and you're looking for an interesting initiative to support, we would love to have you. Hey, Nikita, I really appreciate your thoughts here and looking forward to hearing more about what Jomi does and uh, staying in touch. Thanks so much for making the time. Yeah, thanks for having me. It's a delight and a pleasure. 
Thanks for listening to the Outcomes Rocket podcast. Be sure to visit us on the web at www.outcomesrocket.com for the show notes, resources, inspiration, and so much more.